This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Kickers in the grotto. Well, Hello. that's Jamie, and that's Dan. Hi, guys. Meet Kenny. Everyone say hi. Be friends. Hello. Hey, hey, good Kenny. morning. Yeah, that didn't seem very warm <laughs> and right. heartfelt to are we, me. Are we done with that now? <laughs> good morning, fellas. Hey, it is Watson and Terhard today. It is not Mackie and Judd. Jamie Watson, Dan Terhard, Jamie Watson, sideline reporter for Minnesota United, also host of the Adrian Heath Show right here on 1500. Tuesday nights from 6 to 7 p.m., Dan Terhar, the voice of Minnesota United. You can hear him every Minnesota United game day, given all the calls and everything. Hey, for the opening bell, we're going to talk Minnesota United. What we know best, we've got a, we had a big game this weekend. We've got a ton of World Cup talk. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, obviously not here. Phil's in Vegas. Phil actually helped me out with my soccer degenerate betting problems. How you, so? You have degenerate betting problems or just betting problems? During the World Cup, I mean, I'm betting countries that I couldn't even find on a map, Dan. What? And that, that's thanks to Phil Mackey. He's helping out. How? I'm going to tell you in just a little bit. We're also going to talk about Jose Brios with an absolute gem of a game yesterday. 12 Ks and a big win over Texas. My yeah. hometown team, Rangers, go down to the Twins. That's fine because I'm all in on the Twins. You don't hear that very often nowadays, but we'll talk more about that in a bit. Yeah, he was outstanding. You forgot to mention that sideline reporter and really, really smart dresser. Well, hey, that's because my wife dresses me, so that's all thanks to her. That makes sense. We got that. We got the twins. We're talking everything. We want your help. Make sure you're calling in today. We're at the TCL Broadcast Studios. This is the opening bell on 1500 ESPN. Here's a chip ball over Shuttleworth and a goal. Joe Mason, who just came in, scores for Colorado. That right there was Dan Terhar on the call. The second goal, Colorado Rapids scored. Minnesota United were away in Colorado this weekend. Commerce City, Colorado, beautiful stadium, Dick Sporting Good Park. It was beautiful. A couple different stretches in the game because Minnesota United had a lead. Twice. Yes, they did. Two times. They had a nice lead. Two times over. Took a lead in the first half. Everything looked well and good. Yeah, it was it was it was one to nothing. You thought, all right, they're going to add at least one more cruise to a win. Colorado, if people don't know, last in the Western Conference, absolute worst. Hadn't won in ten matches, winless in ten. This Line one. in a row. They drew last week, <laughs> oh, two man. weeks ago. Excuse me. It felt like a win. This was the game Minnesota United, yeah, absolutely needed. I mean, you, to win, you can't call a, 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 a game a must win this early in the season, but it felt like, and if you because if you say it's a must win and you win, you go, alright, good. You but should if, win. if you call it a must win and you don't win, then what do you do? So you can't, you know, Adrian Heath wasn't calling it a must win, but to, to lose a lead one to nothing, lose a lead two to one, there were so many parts of this match that were so frustrating. Um, I don't even know where to start because it's not, it still gets me, it still gets me all, uh, all, all tw- tense and, and twitchy because the the two things that bother me the most was the the goal in extra time, ninety seventh minute, ninety seventh minute when we were told at the end of the ninety minutes of regulation that there would be six minutes, so they magically to, appeared an extra minute in time. So they're lining up to take a corner kick in the ninety seventh minute, and I'm going blow your whistle. This is done. Don't give them a corner kick. As a former player, what, tell me and everybody else how this works. This is all up to the referee, right? There's, there is nothing official about timekeeping in MLS. Well, seeing as how the World Cup is going on, and, mm-hmm. and, and this is more, more prevalent than ever, it's always, the adage is it's a minimum of X amount of extra time because right. of the clock's running, the game's still going, and this is kind of making up for all the time the players are hurt. Uh, not hurt, pretending to be hurt, goals, goal celebrations, so-ins, etc. There was a minimum of six minutes. There wasn't really a whole lot that happened within the six minutes. So you thought, okay, well, hey, this is where the game's going to end right. right here. They go and get one more attack. The referee lets the game go on. They get a corner kick, 30 seconds. Uh, over the six minutes, they get a goal, 
uh, right before the 97th minute to score, and the place goes crazy. They they get a big, huge win for their club. Um, another big talking point, as you mentioned, it was the goal and the red card, Miguel Ibarra, with the red card in the 76th minute. Uh, unfairly, in my mind, and anybody watching the broadcast that saw it, Fox Sports North, saw your host for the day, Go off on a bit of a rant about it. Was none too pleased. Dan, I'll be interested to get your take on that. Um, we're going to talk about more Minnesota United. We'll go back to the game in just a little bit. We'll talk plenty of World Cup. As I mentioned, Phil Mackey in Vegas right now, standing amongst the degenerate soccer gamblers as the betting window opens, placing bets for your fill-in host today. We'll talk more about that in just a bit. That's enough soccer talk for now. Dave, let's talk twins. Strike three. Rios is on a roll. He's got five strikeouts. There's a breaking ball and another strikeout to that. And then a high fastball to finish him off. You know, he, he the, all the growth aspects that we talk about, you know, I, I think... You see when he resets, you see, you know, Beltre had that one at bat. There was nine, ten pitches, and he ended up walking them, and it was leading off an inning. And it didn't it didn't knock him off course. And I think in the past, at least maybe prior to this nice run he's been on, those things had a tendency to uh, uh, snowball on him a little bit. So that, that's, that's the progress. There's Paul Molitor talking about Jose Barrios. In his performance yesterday, big win for the Twins at Target Field as they pull out a 2-0 win. Over the Texas Rangers on the back of a 12 strike per, strikeout performance from Jose Brios. Puts them at 34 and 40 on the year, eight games back of Cleveland in a tie, eight games back with Detroit as well. So, Dan, my question for you is this is another big performance from Brios. The pitching has been good, it's kind of been the strength, but the offense is struggling. Are you going to have to get these type of pitching performances if you're only going to get two runs per game? How do we? Yeah, yeah. Is this I mean, is this something that we're just going to have to expect for the rest of the summer? Yeah, I don't, I don't I don't have any reason to think that it's going to change from that. So when they get when they get a performance like they got yesterday, they're going to win. They're going to win. They're going to score enough runs to win. But they might turn around tomorrow and score six runs, but give up seven. Or they might score nothing. You know, they might get this team. I don't see a reason why the pattern is going to change from let's win four in a row and then lose four in a row. Let's win a series three out of four and then lose three straight on the. You know, there's no indication that I can see that they're going to be able to make up eight games out. That, that's it's not insur- it's not insurmountable by no means. But there's a lot of season left. But this team. I just don't see them going off on a run where they win, uh, you know, 12 out of 15 or, or something like that that throws them right smack dab a couple of games out. I just, it doesn't seem like that's the way they play. So, yeah, sitting eight games back yeah. from Cleveland right now, uh, catching the Indians is going to be tough, but even a wild card place, they're sitting several games back of even a wild card place right now. So, you're right, it's tough. As a Twins fan, though, would you rather take the, the roller coaster ride of four wins in a row? And then maybe lose four in a row, or would you rather the one-off win one, lose one, win two, drop one, then go one and two? What what's better? If your team is going to be inconsistent, do you want to enjoy the ride of a four-game win streak high, and then when it's a four-game losing streak, just go well? That's the Twins. Sometimes that's the Twins for you. I, I would rather see them stay away from the uh, the losing streak, especially in the second half of the season. Um, if you if you're flip flopping two one one two games where you're winning two losing one winning one losing two, it, it, you avoid that second half of the season where you get into the long losing streaks where you're losing four five six in a row. That just brings everybody down. It brings the fans down, and um, you have to avoid that. Yeah, that's that's you know? tough. The uh, the the one saving grace, if you will, as I was driving in this morning, my car read seventy degrees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a beautiful day out. So if it's going to be inconsistent, you don't know which team you're going to get when you show up to Target Field. At least right now, it's summertime. The days are longer. You can go enjoy a game at Target Field. Because in my for my money, a Twins game at Target Field in the summertime 
is one of the best sporting experiences in the Twin Cities. Yeah, and being a guy that a lot of my life, the Twins were playing in the Metrodome, which was awful for baseball. <laughs> not not conducive. Oh, not not even in the not even not even in the slightest uh, way. It is. You're right. A beautiful day, like a day like today. If there was an afternoon game today, you, you sit outside and enjoy it. it. It is. The atmosphere is fun. That's what baseball is all about. Yeah, baseball doesn't. Uh, doesn't get any better than that in the summertime. Speaking of which, the only game on the docket today in the Twin Cities is the Saints tonight. They will have a game. I've, I've been out to CHS Field a couple of times now. That is a really, really fun game. A uh, really fun stadium to see. They take on Sioux City tonight, 7.05. That'll be a, uh, a fun game uh, to go keep an eye on since that's really all we got <laughs> on the docket here in the Twin Cities. But around the world, there are plenty of games today in Russia as the 2018 FIFA World Cup from Russia has four games today. We're riding a little bit of money on today's games via Phil Mackey in Vegas. What are those bets? Who are we betting on? What do we want to see? We'll stick around. After the break, we'll talk about it. We'll let you know who we're keeping an eye on this morning, who we're watching, who are some of the favorites, what are some of the storylines. I promise you, although I am your sideline reporter for Minnesota United, normally... And Dan is the voice of Minnesota United. This will not be all soccer talk today. We will dive deeper into it, probably more so than Mackie and Judd would. But for today, we'll get a little bit of in-depth of why you should care about what's going on, what to look for, and who we're betting on. Stick around. Plenty more to come. I'm Jamie Watson. That's Dan Terhar. Dave Harrigan's in the booth. This is Watson and Terhar filling in for Mackie and Judd today right here on 1500 ESPN. The Mackie and Judd Show will continue in a moment. I'll be there ASAP. Where you going ASAP? You better be back ASAP. On 1500 ESPN. Attention. Radio alert. Mackie and Judd now continue on 1500 ESPN. What happened? Still going. What happened? Dan, was that you yesterday? No, I can't. Saturday night? I, I would have. You'd have to pick me up and give me. Uh, you'd have to resuscitate me if I went that long. Ah, oh, Dan Terhar, the voice wow. of Minnesota United, right here on fifteen hundred ESPN, filling in today with me, Jamie Watson, your host. We're filling in for Mackie and Judd. It's Watson and Terhar. That was not Dan Terhar and his usual goal call that you can hear from Minnesota United matchups. That was Andres Cantor. Calling the Javier Hernandez goal yesterday mm-hmm. as Mexico beat South Korea in the FIFA World Cup in Russia. And if you haven't heard that goal call or tried to mimic that at some point in your life, whether that's making just you're just impressed with that, if you're making fun of that, <laughs> if you're inebriated and somebody does something funny, scores a goal, that then becomes hilarious clearly when you've had a few. That is a uh, that is the the passion or the passion that Mr. Cantor has for soccer. I like soccer. I've played it my whole life. I'm not sure I have that much passion to hold <laughs> a goal call for a minute. Dan, what yeah. about you? Do well, you? What is your? It's a. You have a great tagline when you have when you call Minnesota goals. Well, what I like is you. If you can. And I listened growing up uh, to a lot of hockey uh, announced by Al Shaver legendary broadcaster in in the NHL here in Minnesota is what I like is if you can figure out what's happening and you don't know the language, which if there's any doubt from hearing that call in your mind, no matter what language you speak, whether you speak Spanish, English, none of the above, you know what happened. Somebody scored a goal. Yeah. And that's what I like is is you have no doubt. And he he leaves no doubt. You know someone scored a goal. Well, you know if you're three rooms over in your house <laughs> and a TV's yes. on. Oh, exactly. Which, yeah. honest to God, would be when I was a kid and I got called out to go do a chores. 
It's funny how you regress back to your childhood as you get older because that's a lot like what my life is now. I'm married with two kids. I'm doing some sort of chore in another room, and I hear Andres Cantor screaming goal yes. in the other room. And that is what has been so exciting about this World Cup. And it's been tough. This one, I think, is a little bit tougher as far as the casual soccer fan because the United States did not qualify for this World Cup. And although this has been a spectacular World Cup filled with upsets, there's unpredictable storylines that seem to be going on daily within this World Cup. Without the United States being in the World Cup, it's been harder than normal to grab the casual fan. And I understand that. And I respect that. Because if you're watching, if you expect to turn on the news on you know Fox in the morning and it's not there because you're watching... Iran play Morocco, you're probably thinking, huh? Well, why? Why am I watching this? <laughs> and I get that. Not all the games have been completely spectacular games, but then you get this these wonderful adverts for the game, like Spain and Portugal, the first mm-hmm. game where Cristiano Ronaldo, arguably the greatest player in the world, scores a hat-trick against Spain. I mean, those games have been been awesome to watch, but... What have your overall thoughts, Dan, of the World Cup been so far? Have you enjoyed it? You know what? I'm still trying to adjust to the fact that it's all it's all morning, all morning matches. Well, with the game that's, being in Russia. Yeah, and that's not the time of day I would normally even think of, oh, I should turn on the TV because there's a match on. Oh, you're not yeah. at your local pub at 6.30 in the morning? No, you're waiting for Brits to open or yeah, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, I am not. And even like today... We've got the uh, Russia Uruguay game on, and it's just I'm not. And mornings are kind of busy, and you're running around. People are going to work, getting ready for work. So that's a problem. And like you said, the fact that USA did not qualify is makes a huge difference. I mean, an enormous difference because at least your casual fan is going to try and follow what group USA is in, who they play next, what they need to do to move on, and. You take that element out, and people kind of care less. Of course, it, it makes a big difference. You find out, you find yeah. new heroes because you're you're there with your friends watching uh, Team USA play, mm-hmm. and then you start to find out, hey, I that guy plays here, or that guy plays for an NMLS, or or it's a Minnesota United guy on the national team, or it's he'll be here in two weeks, and we can go watch right. a game at you know TCF Bank and watch right. him play. Right? Is that Jamie Watson? Oh no, he no, it's not. He no, retired. No, no, yeah, he's he's uh, he's the overweight guy on the <laughs> sideline now talking about those, uh, Dave. Harrigan, your thoughts yeah. on the World Cup so far? I know you are, geez, of the three guys in the in the morning show, you are definitely the most soccer oh, hardcore no guy. No question. I mean, having played in-house soccer up through eighth grade, I definitely know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about. We've far he's, surpassed the knowledge normally. He still wears his shin pads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like to I like to do that every once in a while. Wear the rec specs. Uh, I told the guys <laughs> last week my my story of. The semifinal game, eighth grade, goaltender went to PKs to decide it. The first shot went to my right. I dove for it. It bounced off the post into my face and in the goal. That's, Thank God you had those rec specs on. <laughs> That's though. right. The specs flew, but I got up and made a couple saves, and we still won. Dang it. So we got the victory. Um, if I didn't have this job, without the U.S. in it, I would have as little interest in one can have in it. Sure. But... You say the morning games are tough. Being here in the morning, Dan, mm-hmm. I kind of like it. I get to have it on TV up here, keep uh, keep an eye on it, and it's actually got me interested now. You know, you look up when you see a goal, when you see somebody flopping, whatever it is, you know, have a laugh or, you know, I'm, I find myself now following the tournament a little more. I know that, you know, Uruguay and Russia is an interesting game because Uruguay is supposed to be pretty good and Russia is supposed to be terrible, but they've kicked the crap out of two teams already with Egypt and uh, whoever it else it was. I can't remember. Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, that's right. Uh, they've scored, what, eight goals in their first two matches, so it's this is kind of the is-Russia-for-real match, and I'm kind of interested even without the U.S. in it at all. Well, I, I want to, before I answer that, I want to circle back to your heroics in your semifinal. Oh, you, win, okay. you win the PK shootout, yep. so that now means you advance to the final. That's true. Why are we not hearing a story about the final now? Well, because all I did was pitch a shutout. No big deal. Oh, oh man. You're sandbagging over there. <laughs> you got to let us know this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Eighth grade this in-house was... league champions. No big deal. Eighth grade, eighth grade in. No okay. big deal. Yeah. I'm assuming you must and have lost the final. my soccer career. Yeah. How I'm... many saves? How many saves? Uh, I don't remember. I okay. do remember one heroic moment on a, on a 
uh, crossing, uh, I don't know if it was a corner kick or just a cross, jumping up in the fray and punching the ball out when the game was probably still in, uh, in jeopardy. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it's... Those girls. It was eighth grade in house. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Those girls in the stands are still talking about it today. And oh, Dave Harrigan, a goal. He came out like Superman. I think you're referring to my mom and a couple <laughs> others. Probably he, can't, it. he can't go anywhere. All I remember is, uh, you know, the parents pushing me to go keep playing soccer. You know, once I got to high school, I'm thinking, you know, there's probably a lot more running. I'm good. I'm going to stick to baseball. That's, Thanks, though. Yeah, but you're a goalkeeper. You don't have to run. Yeah, I didn't realize that at the time. <laughs> Plus, there was probably a better goalkeeper, and then they would have said, you were going to move you to play defense, and then I have to run. And oh, they got to run. Do that. Yeah. Smart move. Just yeah. stop playing before they cut you, much like I did with my career here in Minnesota United. <laughs> yeah, I just exactly. said, you know what? You guys are going to Major League Soccer. I'm just going to retire before <laughs> you guys retire me. So uh, I know all too well about that. So Jamie Watson, Dan Terhar filling in for Mackie and Judd today. We're talking World Cup right now. We got a couple more minutes here. We're gonna we're gonna talk about this this game that we've got going on. We've got uh, Uruguay and Russia playing currently. Uh, here's the three second spoiler alert. Uh, three, two, one. Uruguay is up one zero in the twenty second minute <sighs> oh, over no. Russia. But that's not surprising. That is not surprising. No. It's surprising to Phil Mackey and myself. Because because we currently and I say we because if we win, who's we? Russia. Bet if if Phil Mackey and myself win this bet, it was all me. It was all my money. I'm taking all of the earnings. Uh, If we lose, um, we're going halfsies on this bet. That's how we figured this out. Um, We have a bet currently going on in Vegas. Now you're wondering, it's Monday morning. How early could the sports book actually open in Vegas? Well, I'm glad you asked that, Dan, because they opened about 30 minutes before the kickoff of the first game. All right. Which is incredibly early in Vegas. Oh, yeah. It's uh, probably about 7.30 in the morning. One Phil Mackey was standing in line, ready to place his bets on today's action. Dedication. 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 Degeneration. Whatever you want to call it, the motivation for today is... A, del- a two-team parlay for these 9 a.m. games. Was he? Was he? Uh, was he alone in line? Was there? He was with uh, ten of his closest ten. degenerate friends, and if you hear me scream, it's in frustration because Uruguay has just made it two-zero. The first bet we have is for Egypt to beat Saudi Arabia, which should happen. That was uh, that was minus one thirty-five to happen. So. Pretty safe bet that that was going to happen. The second bet we made in the parlay was for a draw between Russia and Uruguay at plus 200. The bet was $20, and we were going to win 84, nearly $85 if both of those goals came off, both of those games come off. Egypt's doing their part. They're up 1 0 over Saudi Arabia, but. Uruguay has just turned in yeah. the second goal against Russia. We need a tie in that game. I'm going to need Vladimir Putin to put in some sort of executive order <laughs> to tie this game up because, Dan, I've got all my well, life savings riding on this it? game. That's it? That's all you had? That's it. Um, why, why would you bet on Russia? Uh, they were underdogs in this match, and they're going to lose. They're down two nil, so they're they're going to lose. It's a good it's a good question. However, it being in Russia. We all know how capable Russia is at making sure things go the way that they wanted to. So a two-goal lead is never in doubt if you're Russia. They have one of the top goal scorers in the tournament right now, yeah. as you probably know, Dave Harrigan. Uh, Denis Cherchev. Yes. Yes, Denis Cherchev with yes. three goals uh, to go along with his friend Artem Dizuba. Huh? Jeez, I'm glad I'm not what? announcing these games. What about you, what? Dan? No, I don't. Either they're they're sitting fourth and sixth, respectively, on the top goal scorers in the World Cup. So while on paper Uruguay is probably the the favorites, they've got more big names. Russia's looked pretty good Jamie, in this tournament. Jamie, they're down two to nothing. It's over. <laughs> it's a, what are you doing? We just need a tie. I mean, I, mean, I we, get it. It's your life savings, but everything's I mean, riding on this on this game. Um, and Dave Harrigan, I am. I'm looking at you because I'm going to need you to give me some sort of reason why to hold on to hope, even though we're only 25 minutes in. Russia can come come back, right? I mean, mm, no. no. The only way, I like that you brought up Putin. 
Putin, Putin I mean, can make this happen. He still plays, you know, once in a while, once a year, whatever it is at those uh, Russian all-star hockey games. Yeah, with no shirt scored, on, too. Yeah, yeah he scores really like cool. 10 goals. He's unbelievable. So if he can bring <laughs> that does. type of uh, skill, yeah. clearly that's what it is. If he can bring that to the pitch... Uh, you know, perhaps he can get a couple. <laughs> I'm worried if he How gets many? on the field, it may become eight to two Russia How because many? everyone knows you let that man score eight goals if he wants. You're, you're in Russia. How many saves do you want to make on Putin? Oh, the, zero. It's beautiful. The goalie zero. always gets up. I don't know what happened. He scored again. Oh, He's so good. Hey. Oh man. All right. I, well, why don't you? Why don't you get Mackie in line to make a counter bet? Yeah. I can mean, we make some halftime bets? Can we hedge our bets? You've got to make adjustments on the fly. Get Mackie back in line. And and figure this thing out because yeah this is over. What the, what's the saying? A, a two goal lead is the most dangerous lead. Yeah, that's... we got him right where we want him, boys. Right, yeah, right, Phil. <laughs> All right, here's what we're gonna do. We're up against the break now here in the TCL oh, broadcast studio. I know it's hard to believe there was a. Flop. I can't believe my eyes. I, I don't know what's happening. I hope here. he's okay. Listen, I, I promised it wouldn't be all soccer talk, so we won't we won't have too much more soccer talk. We'll keep you updated on the uh, on the bet. Uh, we'll we'll retouch on this. We do have some some giveaways actually uh, later on. There's going to be a big soccer matchup on July 31st. Tottenham Hotspur, who has Harry Kane, the leading goal scorer of the World Cup, several of the England international players will be taking on AC Milan at US Bank Stadium. Uh, Dave Harrigan, we've got some tickets to give away, don't we? We've got a four-pack as well as a couple two-packs. So we might do a little game show later, maybe just take a couple callers. But, yeah, we will let you guys know a little later exactly how yeah, we're going to get let, those away. If, if if we've got some diehard soccer fans that, that held on for that 10, 15 minutes while we went deep dive into Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Uruguay, Russia, Group A of the World Cup, we, let's reward them with some tickets later. So we'll, we'll have you stick around. Uh, we'll give away some tickets in just a bit. 10, 15, we've got Vikings legend. Chad Greenway calling in. Uh, 11.30, we got Derek Wetmore. We're talking twins with Wetmore. Uh, we got plenty more to come. Jamie Watson, Dan Terhar filling in today for Mackie and Judd. This is the Mackie and Judd Show on 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd are back after this brief timeout. On 1500 ESPN. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. The decline of moral and ethical integrity. Let's hear it. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Welcome back into the Mackey and Judd show. Today, it is Watson and Terhar filling in. Jamie Watson, Dan Terhar, guiding you hey. along from 9 to 1 today. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, trying to, at least. This wow. is a, wow. this is a, a very exciting, exciting time. Because we are in the dog days of summer. It's the end of June. Happy Monday to everybody. We hope you had a great weekend. We're talking a little bit World Cup last segment. We're switching back to what we talked on at the top of the hour. We're talking twins now. And if you want to talk twins with us, feel free to give us a call. Number 651-646-8255 or 877-615-1500 if you're out of state. We're talking Twins, and when I say it's an exciting time because the Twins are eight games back the end of June, and the question is swirling, are the Twins done? Now, Dan, that is a tough question to ask at the end of June. Do you think that they are done? I I do. I I just don't. I don't. What's going to change if you if you're trying to figure this out? By the way, in my house, it's an argument because my my youngest son Tom is uh, very optimistic about all the Minnesota teams, which is fine. That's good. That's what's we fun love for Tom's him. optimism. Well, no, and it is. He says that's ah, only eight games out, and and they can they've got you know. But I always look at it and go, okay, they're eight games out right now. They've got you know another team. Detroit is eight games out, so it's not like they're just alone, and they have to. If you're going to make up eight games at any point in the season. Something's going to have to change because they're right now they're below 500 and they they play a lot of stretches of 500 ball. Those stretches have to turn into you know winning three out of four, winning two out of three consistently. And I don't know what's what's going to change. What, do you think but that nothing? I don't see. I think it's going to be very similar to this the rest of the way. Well, and and I know that starts to be the sentiment. We all start out like Tom, thinking you know this year is going to be better than others for every. Minnesota oh, sports yeah. team. yeah. Otherwise, what fun is sports it's if you're a, always negative? A rite of passage where this is the year. Dave, you know this, as all the callers normally protest at the beginning of every year. This is our year. We are going to be so much better than this oh, year. Of course. Snow, 
Buxton. We're, I mean, this is the year everything's coming together. Well, and the one thing going into the season was pitching. Yeah, we'll see. Seems like the bullpen's going to be a little better. Seems mm-hmm. like the starting pitching's probably going to be a little better, we hope. But, I mean, the bats, offense, should be just fine. Right. Everyone's going to be just what they were last year. Hopefully, mm-hmm. Sano stra- stops striking out a little less. He'll still hit bombs. You know, Buxton, hopefully we get past finally that uh, the slow start and just being awful for the first three months of the season. Hopefully he can play like he did last August, September, and everyone will be great. And, yeah. And here we are. Right, and now you're, what, 60, 70 games in? And Mm -hmm. so you've you've got a test sample to look at, and I think you have a pretty good idea. I, I mean, unless something major happens offensively, it just—it doesn't seem like anything drastic is going to change. I don't think they're going to get worse, but I don't think they're going to get much better. No, that's ex- that's a good way to say it. You could get better, there. maybe. Yeah, but eight games. But yeah. it's yeah, it's it's not going to get uh, better to the point where it's. I don't think it would be a massive turnaround. I think that would be asking way too much at this point. Well, we've got uh, we've got a three three game road stretch coming up. That will that will spend about six days in Chicago, one of the best cities in the country in my opinion in the summertime so i'm completely envious if there was ever going to be a time to go for a road trip you get in the car for about six hours they'll be at the white Sox starting on tuesday for three days in a row then they will head up to the friendly confines wrigley field i actually got a chance to go there last week got to go down on the field kind of do some uh some some press stuff with the uh the international champions cup that game we talked about which we'll give away tickets a little bit later in the show for um to do some stuff so got to go down there steal a little piece of the ivy off actually chris long friend of the show he texted me in the middle of a of a little twitter thing i was doing a little facebook uh, facebook live for twitter so with periscope and he said um do me a favor, steal some of the ivy. I said, hey, I'm going to go steal some of the ivy. And I immediately had about three security guards come up and say, what? you're not going to steal some of the ivy. <laughs> True story. I, I actually was was terrified were, I was going to get arrested were for you stealing actually, ivy. Were you actually going to do it? Yeah. And you thought nobody would care? So here's the thing. <laughs> it's <laughs> nice, always a great nice. idea when someone throws it out and your first reaction is, yeah, I'll do that. No problem. Yeah, sure. I started walking over to do it and each step... I got a little bit more nervous about it because I am I am way too scared to be a criminal. Like a like a full-fledged criminal. Like stealing, I started thinking, well, like, you know, would like Ryan Sandberg like be mad at me and I wouldn't want that, you know, would would the ghost of Harry Carey be like you know, you're a terrible person, things like that. You're worried about Ryan San- Ryan Sandberg and Harry Carey, not the security guards? I mean, I want them to like me, because <laughs> if I ever get to meet them, yeah, no. the guys that are going to come full-fledged I... spear you if you do that. Um, you know, look, I digress. I didn't steal in the end. Um, I don't have it in me. I'm not, a, I'm not as much of a bad boy as I may look, Dan Terhard, Dave Harrigan. Really? Um, really? That's what you're at, going with? 5'8". <laughs> Back up to the fact that, I mean... I've been all over this country like you have, traveling for sports, and you. I, I wouldn't put Chicago in my top ten places to go. You, you put that what? on top? No. Wow. In the summer? No. Okay, so give me ten cities that are better. Okay, wait. Let me let me back up. My traveling was mostly in the winter. To Chicago in the winter? With the wild? Yeah, no. Chicago so, in the winter so I might be, be one of my least favorite places. I may be skewed because my trips, almost all of them, I've been there a couple times in the summer for basketball trips with my son, but... My traveling was primarily in the winter, so I enjoyed places like you know Dallas and Tampa and and even Vancouver is a great place year round. Yeah, well, I've never really thought of Chicago as being. Oh, I love that town. How do we feel, Dave Harrigan, about Dan saying, "Are you a Chicago guy too?" Chicago I don't Chicago is not Chicago at all. I've I've been many times. Um, whether it's top ten or not, I, I haven't been enough places probably to know, but. It would be fringe at worst. Yeah, it's a great town. It's a great eating town. I mean, you're talking... Wrigley Field's a dump. Well, <laughs> look, I, I'm going to say that, yeah. It's, yeah. it's not great, the area around it, but the stadium... No, the stadium's the history, a dump. It's, look, but it's it's one of those, it's so old, and it, there's so much history to it, that that's part of the, it's the nostalgia. I've had this argument a lot on this show, and I've been ripped, but I don't care. Uh, Judd right now, he's in Boston. His He and uh, the lovely Mrs. Zolgad spent the last two days at Fenway Park. Wonderful stadium to go to once, just like Wrigley. I've been to Wrigley a handful of times. Wonderful stadium to go to once in a while. 
make it my home ballpark. Oh, gross. You, so you want cramped like the modern seats, cramped uh cramped concourses, steel beams blocking your uh blocking your sight lines. We Ugh. we got to have some opinions on this. People listening right now, if you want to call in 651-646-8255. We're talking the the next 6 days for the Twins will be on the road in Chicago. First they'll be at the White Sox, then they then they head to the Cubs for the next 3 at the start of July or the end of June, start of July. They'll end in Milwaukee for a three-game road trip against the Brewers. But I feel like this is way more polarizing than it should be. Chicago in the summertime, a fantastic place. Taste of Chicago, Dan. You ever heard of it? Yeah. Ever been to it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's no, wonderful. I was out on the pier, Navy Pier. Navy and, Pier. And, you know, but You ever done know. the architecture tour on the Chicago River? That sounds very uh, deep for me. Look, that sounds very artsy. I feel quite lovely. It's a nice river ride. We got we we got a Dan. We got a, we got our Dave. We got a caller on. Uh, yeah, Max is going to pick him up here and make sure he's uh, good to go. But we'll get it to you yeah. in just a second. But yeah. I actually, the last time I was in I Chicago, I actually did everything you just said. We did Navy Pier. We did the yeah, architecture tour on the boat. Ate way too much deep dish pizza, which the Twins probably shouldn't do this week. But if I were on the club, I'd still would. Did you say if, if you're uh, one of the pitchers not pitching, you know, yeah. for another three, four more days? Yeah, why not? Gino, Gino's East. We didn't do Gino's oh, East. We did uh, yeah. Giordano's, which thank okay. God they're now in town here. Which yeah. is oh, it's incredible. It's the greatest move in the history. And uh, Lou Malnati, I think we did twice. We, uh, I, I think for me, every time you keep saying something, Dave Harrigan, keeps backing up my argument that Chicago is incredible. You just said okay. de- deep dish pizza, <laughs> Navy Pier, the architecture tour. Dan Terhar is not a fan. The giant, the giant chrome bean. Tell me, thank you. Great. Who who hasn't enjoyed a picture in front of the bean? The architecture tour, though, that is incredible, is it not? I mean, it's a it's a, it's a lovely uh, lovely afternoon on a boat. That's all we did. It for. We didn't care it, about it, the architecture. It, it, you know, you, can, yeah, you uh, can do that anywhere. Yeah, look at the columns on that building. Look at that the, the horizontal. I don't give a crap. It's sunny yeah, and I'm see. on the water. I'm yeah, good. Exactly. See, I'm not. I'm not even going to pretend <laughs> to know the difference between Art Deco and whatnot and whatever <laughs> yeah. they were pointing out. Don't remember any of that stuff. But I do remember. Maybe maybe the maybe I had one too many drinks and maybe the building seemed bigger and the story of the second city seemed uh, to make it a little bit better. But uh, yeah, that's maybe I think Chicago for me is in my top three. Not doesn't even make Dan's. Well, you can top you can 10. you can drink too much in Detroit. Is that one of your favorites too? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't get it. Another strip club. This <laughs> is I love this place. This is great. I don't, I don't care what you say. Where is the golf track? Pretty great. <laughs> We uh, we are getting updates from Phil Mackey right now in Vegas. Uh, Is he mad at you? Because you told him to place a bet on Russia, and they're getting just kicked here. We're, they're we're, they're we're out of it. Forty-two minutes in, we're down two goals. We're now down a man. We, yeah, we, you're not Russian. We, me and me and Phil, we are, you are waiting down. for a helicopter to come into midfield and start taking out the uh, the opponent. I, I love <laughs> if I'm if I'm this referee, I'm scared to give a red card in Russia against Russia. Putin with, could with come Putin in watching. He could come in on a white horse here any minute with we, no shirt on. We we talked earlier about the bet that we've got. We've got Egypt playing against Saudi Arabia. That one locked up, no problem there. We're going to be fine with that one. But the, the the main concern right now for this bet that Phil Mackey and I have going to Vegas is for Russia to tie Uruguay, and it is not looking looking good. Um, back to the back to the topic at hand. We're talking Twins. We didn't get to talk about. We talked about Jose Barrios having a great outing, but we didn't talk about who the Twins were able to get two runs off of. Who Barrios <laughs> outdueled. So when we come back from break, let's dive a little bit deeper into that. We'll talk about the ageless wonder that they were able to outduel yesterday in a big win against Texas 2-0. We'll talk a little bit more about the Twins coming up in about a half an hour, 10:15. We got Chad Greenway from the Minnesota Vikings calling after that. 10:30 stuff you should know about. We got lots more to come. That's Dan Terhar. I'm Jamie Watson filling in for Mackie and Judd. It's not Mackie and Judd today. It's Watson and Terhar. We appreciate you listening right here on 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd are back after this brief timeout. Just have to make a little time to do it. On 1500 ESPN. This is where the magic starts. Mackie and Judd now continue. Showtime. On 1500 ESPN. Get Minnesota United match reactions plus MLS news straight from the team this Tuesday and every Tuesday. 
Adrian Heath and Jamie Watson do the Adrian Heath Show. And this week, they just happen to be live at the local downtown Minneapolis for the live broadcast. Six to seven, it's presented by Heineken. Come watch the show, talk soccer with the guys, win prizes, and much more details at 1500ESPN.com. Keyword events, that's Tuesday down at the local, six to seven with Jamie and the gaffer. Hey, I, I don't want to be biased, but I, I mean, that that is a great show. That show, Tuesday, six to seven. With Adrian Heath, it's a great show because of Adrian Heath, not he's because as, he's as open as they come. He is when it comes to coaches, way too open, almost <laughs> like to the point where you, the dump button is is always within reach. Because I'm not sure there's been an hour of any day in his life where a cuss word hasn't come out. So I just pray that the cuss word that comes out that hour <laughs> yeah. is in break and not on air and. The guy has gotten so good at it. Adrian Heath, we're talking about head coach of Minnesota United. Um, he figures out a way to use curse words as as compliments. <laughs> Where I once had a rookie sitting next to me, and, and he he said, you know, in this blank here, you know, did a great play to save the game for us, and the kid must have been 19 years old. And he looked at me and was like, he just called me this. And I told him, you know, kind of whispering under the breath, I was like, Shut up. That's the nicest thing I've heard him say about somebody in years. <laughs> so Adrian Heath, he's, he's a wonderful, wonderful coach, but even more of a wonderful person, despite that story I just told about him. Um, he tells so many great stuff. We'll be at the local. Uh, thanks to Heineken tomorrow night. Come out, say hello. Um, I would say the show would be the best hour of the evening, but then every hour after that with Adrian get progressively better. The more and more Heinekens he has, um, because he is a great storyteller. Dan, you know you get a chance to be around him when yeah, you go out to no, Minnesota United practices. And he chat is, with and he'll him. be tested after Saturday's loss sure. out of color, uh, against the Rapids. He will be tested to uh, compose himself. Although he calms down. He's very reactive, but a, he, a few days later he calms down. Well, he's, he's very reactive, yeah. and, and more so than ever after this loss to Colorado. horrible. In the last seconds of the game, and, and I was meant to do an interview with him um, after the game. So they scored with virtually the last kick of the game, last header of the game. No, the game was over. It was after the game was over. And I was meant to interview him, and I asked him, do you want to do the interview? And he looked at me and goes, (laughs) what do you think? And I go, "Okay, I'm going to save you X amount of dollars to not get fined for the comments you're probably going to make right now on TV. So we'll just we'll rain check it. So Tuesday night will be the first chance we'll get to hear him kind of go uh, a little bit deeper into his thoughts. So uh, that'll be a good one at the local again. We're we're gracious uh, enough to have that presented by Heineken. Uh, Brad Lane has given us another another year of the show. Very appreciative of that as well. That's a good listen. But uh, where we left off last segment, we were talking twins. Uh, we were talking a little bit about. Uh, their their upcoming road trip to Chicago, uh, three games at the White Sox, three games at the Cubbies, and then against the Brewers to end a nine-game road streak before they head back to Target Field. And we were talking about the performance at the top of the hour by Jose Barrios, 12 strikeouts and a 2-0 win over Texas. But, but Dan, you and I were talking a little bit off-air, a little bit deeper into that of why that was so special of a performance, the one that gets you hope. It's kind of like... You know, my golf game, that one good shot that reels you back in <laughs> yeah, for a little just while. Take, just takes one. Before you're ready to quit after several bad performances. What? Why was that a little bit more special in your opinion? Well, you're, you're, the Twins got a great pitching performance, but it, it, to me, the story was Bartolo Colon, who's 45 years old, and this is what scares me about the Twins, is that they could only muster up a couple runs in that game. Here's a guy you're going, you know, and and credit to Cologne for being able to still pitch and make a major league roster at 45 years old. Um, And what's Barros is 24, I think. Yeah, So I read read somewhere that he was two when Cologne made his major league debut. I mean, that's incredible. He was two, two Two years years old. old. And so, and Molitor faced Cologne. Um, So I think when you, I don't care if you're awful. But if you're making a major league roster or an NFL roster, NHL roster, that's like amazing at 45 years old. It's not an old person's game. It's a young man's game. 25 sometimes is your prime. He's 45. That's why guys like uh, Gordie Howe, 
who played eh, somewhat into his 50s, but it was uh, pretty... It <laughs> he was, was more, on the ice. It was know. more ceremonial than anything, but um, one of my favorite all-time Major League Baseball players is Nolan Ryan. You he and pitched, me both. He pitched till he was 40, I want to say 47. But he was very effective, and and obviously Cologne was yesterday to to you know keep his ball club in a you know in a game where you know the the, the opponent's pitcher was throwing a gem you know yeah. so that's incredible. That big sexy Bartolo Cologne still doing it at forty five years yeah. old. Yeah, I mean that's um, great. You know it's look he the guy's age he's almost like this. Uh, what is it? The seventh wonder of the world. I mean this guy he's he, the fact he's still pitching. And look, I mean, this guy's doing exactly what every professional athlete should do. And that's ride this wave of being a professional athlete until it crashes on the beach and, well, and wh- ride it to the wheels fall off. Well, wait a minute. Wait, you didn't do that. Well, look, well, I also you realized no, you're, you're, you're contradicting your own path. Here's what I did. I retired at the age of 31 because everyone seemingly was getting bigger, stronger and faster and I somehow was getting shorter, slower, and smaller. So I realized I could keep trying to fight father time here and keep playing and move around with the wife and two kids. We'd have to leave Minneapolis. That was a big thing for us. We didn't want to leave the Twin Cities. and Or I could just switch over to being a broadcaster and talking about these players. And when someone told me for the first time since I was... I don't know, in middle school when I started really playing competitive soccer that I didn't have to run anymore. <laughs> Every day I did not have to run X amount of miles. Mm-hmm. I could eat whatever I wanted. Yeah, you don't really don't have to work at all. I always started thinking, what? what's wrong with me? Why did I do this for so long? <laughs> I, I still get to go on these road trips. All now right, instead right. of waiting till yeah, after the I game to have a couple of beers, I get to have some beers with the staff and everything before the game and after the game. I don't know what took me so long to figure it out, Dan Terhart. <laughs> no, I understand what you're saying, but I and I think that's a that's a good topic for another another time. Is as if you're a, an athlete, do you walk away like you did before someone said, "All right, you're too small, too slow, you're too old," or do you do like uh, Bartolo Colon and you ride it? To the very last minute, till someone drags you out of a out of the uh, clubhouse. I will. I will say this because Bartolo Colon or any major league baseball player that's been in the league for that long will tell you they've made their money. They're not going to have to do anything to make money for the rest of their life. If they were smart about it, if they were able to uh, save enough money, mm-hmm. yeah. What? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Let's just say for the sake of the argument, we'll assume that that he has. He will never have to work a day in his life after this, after he's done playing. So for the rest of his life, his life can be uh, going to the store, buying whatever's for dinner, and that's what his task at hand is, is to make a a good dinner that night. That's the life that Mm -hmm. if I would have made enough money, I would have done exactly what he's doing. Soccer in America, when you're chasing around, what's the equivalent of probably AAA, which is probably the level I would have been at because I wasn't I wasn't going to make the major league roster or major league soccer roster here. So that was the difference. I needed something that I could do for the next 20, 30, 40 years if I like, and I'm hopeful that I can do that with broadcasting. But a guy like Bartolo Colon or any professional athlete that's made their money, I don't call me call me crazy here. If you have enough money and you never have to do anything for the rest of your life, then I would play at whatever level because you're set after that. You you don't have to worry. You don't have to work. There's no worries about money. Yeah, but how long at 40 years old do you want to be riding a bus in the minor leagues? That gets old really quick. But when you I know that the done. end's coming soon and your day consists <laughs> the of coming soon. I've got, dying. I've got this 8-hour bus ride with some guys who are going to be young, excited at the beginning of their career and we're just going to play cards, we're going to watch some movies, we're going to tell stories. That's a lot more fun than just kind of sitting around the house, not really doing anything. How many rounds of golf can you play where that's more fun than being around your boys with the locker room and the banter and all of that? I don't know. Maybe maybe that's – call me crazy, but I, I think if you've made your money, I would play at whatever level for as long as possible. Yeah, I don't think you're crazy. Yeah, Dave, what are, you, what are your thoughts on this? If you're Bartolo Colon, do you keep riding this till you're – 
46, 47, 48. As long as I'm on a major league roster. On a major yeah. league roster, because then you've got I'm, the uh, chartered the flights. Thing. Yeah. No, after, after, after that, town ball, baby. <laughs> I'm going to throw town ball as long as I can. There we go. Yeah. See? All right. And, and then you get the best of both worlds. Then, then right? you're at home. You're, yeah. You're going home yeah, that night. Spend the weekend or spend the weeks at home. You know, go out on a Sunday afternoon, pitch nine innings of a gym because <laughs> you still got it over these, you know, college players that are playing at St. John's and come home to play some town ball over the summer. And just stick it to him and go home and see you next week. Boys. I was uh, I was calling town ball games a long time ago down in Red Wing, and uh, uh, Dana Kicker pitched for the Red Sox. I think he's from Prior Lake, and he had retired uh, at a fairly young age. I think he just saw that okay, mm-hmm. it's gonna. He came down uh, into Red Wing to pitch, and it was the same thing. He just came out there like nobody's business, threw seven innings of shutout ball. Yep. Nobody could hit him, and he went and sat in the dugout and had a beer. Our you guy know? Chris Reavers, we know, big town ball guy. He's uh, he's buddies with Dana a little bit. And okay. He, he uh, I don't know, this must have been a few years ago, uh, went up to the plate while Dana was pitching. Mm-hmm. And as the story goes, Reeves has told me this many times, Dana yells at him from the mound, Hey, Reeves, fastball, outer half. And Blew it by him. Rears had no chance. <laughs> Knew exactly what was coming. Boom, boom, boom. See you, bye. I absolutely love that. That is just the, the confidence of pitchers. I mean, it just it's that fine line of crazy and genius. But you have to be to be a pitcher because they're a different breed. Like goalkeepers in soccer, kickers in football, goaltenders in hockey. I mean, pitchers are certainly a different breed. Much like Bartolo Colon at, you know, 45 years old still doing it. But... I, I don't know. That's that's my. I don't know if it's a hot take. I'd say it's lukewarm at best. If you're if you're him, I think you just keep doing this for however long. You're a pitcher. You don't have to. You don't have to. It's not about like I got to take great care of myself. <laughs> what, what is Bar- Bartolo Colon checking in at two two forty? No, don't start it with a two. <laughs> it's in the high twos. Remember, at the it's here. the big sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that might be the uh, the it's slimmer big, sexy. Really big sexy. <laughs> Real big sexy. All right, we've got uh, we've got a break here. Uh, we're about 15 minutes away from having Vikings legend Chad Greenway join us on the line. Um, coming back off of what we said last segment, we were talking about. Wrigley Field, if it was great, if it wasn't, uh, would you enjoy catching a game there, but you wouldn't enjoy it if it was your home field? Uh, I started thinking about something, and, and I thought, when we come back, I want to get, Dan and Dave, I want to get your top four or five sporting venues in the United States. We'll keep it in the U.S. so we don't go worldwide. Top four or five sporting venues that you would like to see a match or a game or an event at. So when we come back on the Mackey and Judge show with Jamie Watson and Dan Terhar, we are going to give our top four or five bucket list places to go see a match or an event at here in the U.S. Stick around. You're going to want to hear that. This is the Mackey and Judge show on 1500 ESPN. Mackey and Judd resume things following these messages. That is good news. On 1500 ESPN.